Have you spent your holidays cooking elaborate meals only to be exhausted by the time it's time for everyone to arrive? Or are you at a loss of what to cook at all for a special Christmas meal? If so, I've got the perfect Christmas dinner menu today just for you. Hello, and welcome to the 55th episode of the Happy Hostess podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lalonde, and today I'll be sharing a Christmas dinner menu that is elevated, elegant, and delicious, but requires a very small amount of time in the kitchen, fussing with repairing the meal on the actual day of Christmas or Christmas Eve. Before I get into all the details, though, I want to tell you about something really fun that is going on next week. If you listened to last week's episode about five Christmas gift ideas for the hostess in your life, and one of the ideas was a subscription for Lydia Menzies Party Prep School, where she gives you inspiration and instruction on how to create an incredible party for every season. Well, next week, she is giving people a sneak peek of what that looks like with a party week Christmas tree tea. It will be December 4th to the 7th at 1 p.m. And she'll be sharing live the art of drinks, appetizers, table settings, and how to create amazing centerpieces. Of course, they'll be recorded as well if you can't make it live. But the theme is Party Week Christmas Tree Tea. And there are lots more details that I know you'll love. So I'll post the link for you to register. I'll be tuning in and I hope to see you there too. Now, back to the topic at hand. I don't know about you, but I want my Christmas dinners to be special and I want them to be elevated. But when I'm responsible for multiple holiday meals during those short couple of days, I want those special meals to be as stress-free as possible. And when I say stress-free, I actually mean that most of it can be prepared ahead of time or it doesn't require a lot of time fussing with the meal. As much as I enjoy cooking, I want to be with my family while they're home for the holidays and not standing on my feet in the kitchen. So I've come up with this menu that checks all the boxes. First, for the appetizer, if you give my husband a choice about what to have as an appetizer, he is always going to ask for something made with brie. So for a Christmas dinner, brie, I'm going to top it with cranberry sauce and use chopped pistachios to make it festive for Christmas. All you have to do is take your brie out of the wrapper and place it in an oven-safe dish. I love the small, cute little cast iron skillets for this, and you just have to cook it for about 10 to 12 minutes. And when it comes out of the oven, spoon a small amount of warm cranberry sauce and sprinkle it with some pistachios. A few strips of orange zest looks really festive too. You could serve it with some specialty crackers or apples and your guests will be very happy. So this appetizer requires almost zero prep time if you use ready-made cranberry sauce. But if you want, you can make it yourself and it's fine to make it a few days ahead of time. I'll link a popular recipe for it from Sally's Baking Addiction. There are only five ingredients and about takes about 20 minutes to cook. But remember, there is no shame in buying it ready-made, either from a can or a specialty market in a jar. Moving on to the main course, I love beef tenderloin because it's delicious and requires so little prep time right before the meal. You want to buy a beef tenderloin roast that's large enough for all your guests. 
And I always recommend buying more than you need because I love using it for leftovers on sandwich rolls the next day. It's generally recommended to buy at least half a pound per person. So once you know how much you need, go to the butcher and have him trim and truss the roast for you that you're buying. If you're buying a very large one, you may want to have the butcher cut it in half and then you'll have two pieces. This is just so that it's easier to fit in your skillet for searing and cooking. The night before you plan to serve it, get it out of the wrapper, pat it dry, and really season it heavily all over with salt and pepper, and then leave it in the fridge, uncovered overnight or at least for 10 hours. And this isn't crucial. I mean, it's not absolutely necessary, but it helps give the tenderloin a great crust. Then about two hours before you want to start cooking the tenderloin, take it out of the fridge and set it on the counter at room temperature for about two hours. So it will come up to room temperature. When you're ready to cook it, go ahead and preheat the oven to 425 degrees. Place a couple of tablespoons of oil in a large cast iron skillet and heat over to medium high heat. Sear the beef tenderloin on all sides just a couple of minutes per side, and you'll get a nice golden brown crust. Then you can place some softened butter, and herb butter is even better. You can mix in garlic and thyme in the butter, and it is amazing. But plain butter is still delicious. Once you've placed that on top of your roast, you want to insert a probe thermometer in the very center of the roast. Then it's ready to go in the oven. Let it roast in the oven until you see that it is about five degrees below your desired temperature for eating because the temperature will continue to rise about five degrees while it rests. So for example, if you want it rare, the temperature is about 115 to 120 degrees. So you would want to remove it from the oven when it hits about 110 to 115 so that once it, the temperature rises, it'll be up to rare. And another example, medium rare, it's 120 to 125 degrees. So you would want to take it out at about 115 to 120 degrees. The most important thing is to not to overcook it. If you have a very large roast, you want the middle to be rare and the pieces on the end will be cooked a little more so you can satisfy everyone. The only way this will not be delicious is if you overcook it. So if you're someone that likes your steak well done, I would not recommend making this because it it will not have very much flavor. It will be too dry. So your thermometer is your friend. So once it's at that temperature that you want it to be, you remove the tenderloin from the oven and you transfer it to a cutting board. Then you'll let it rest for about 15 minutes so that the juices will redistribute before you slice into it. I like to do about one inch slices. And this is amazing just the way it is like this, but you could always make a sauce if you wanted like a horseradish sauce or a red wine reduction sauce, but we always eat it just like this. Now for the sides, one of our Christmas Eve traditions is to make Pioneer Woman's Burgundy Mushrooms. And they are the perfect complement to the steak. And let me also tell you that I truly, truly hate mushrooms. 
I think they genuinely taste like dirt. But these burgundy mushrooms are a whole other thing. They are truly divine. Basically, all you do is combine four pounds of white button mushrooms, lots of butter, Worcestershire sauce, burgundy wine, lots of spices, and bouillon, and you simmer all day long on the stove. And I do mean all day, like nine hours. But all you do during that time is stir every once in a while. Your house is going to smell amazing. They will be a really dark maroon color when they're finished and so very rich and delicious. Now, in my family, we always have to have potatoes. So potatoes au gratin is a natural choice for us. Potatoes and cheese, I mean, you really can't go wrong, can you? This dish can be made in advance and popped into the oven when it's time. A mandolin really does come in handy for this and cuts the prep time by half. It does have a decent cook time, though. It takes like an hour and a half, but you don't have to do anything during all the time that it cooks. Just wait for that deliciousness to be finished. Now, we also need something green on our plates. So this year, we're going to have Amy Hannon's Roasted Honey Balsamic Brussels Sprouts. Most of the prep can be done ahead of time. It's bacon, garlic, and Brussels sprouts roasted. Right before it's served, it's tossed with a honey balsamic reduction glaze. It will be a little sweet and a little salt and some acidic flavor. Rounded out the meal very nicely. Of course, we need some bread or a roll, but that's one of those things that takes a lot of time and effort, at least for me. I'm not a huge baker. I like to bake some, but only when I have lots and lots of time. So for me, it's just one of those things that makes more sense to buy ready-made or at least frozen so that it will only require heating up in the oven. So we have our appetizer, our main course, and three side dishes. So that leaves us with dessert. I don't know the real name of this dessert, but I, I know it as 80 pie dessert. It's simply crushed Oreos layered on the bottom of a pan with peppermint ice cream layered on top of that and another layer of crushed Oreos on top of that. Then it's put in the freezer to firm up. It was served to us in squares and I always associate it with Christmas because peppermint ice cream is only available in the grocery stores at Christmas. But we had it year round at the sorority house. It's not a super elegant dessert, but if you place a scoop of peppermint ice cream on top of some crushed Oreos in the bottom of a dessert glass, you can garnish it with an Oreo or mint leaves, and it looks pretty nice. I know it sounds odd, but trust me, it is a delicious flavor combination. So to recap, you can have an elegant meal for Christmas dinner with minimal last-minute prep time. And the menu, again, is brie topped with cranberry sauce and pistachios for the appetizer. Beef tenderloin roasted in the oven as the main course. Potatoes au gratin and roasted honey balsamic Brussels sprouts as the side dishes. And lastly, some 80 pie dessert to finish it off. I'll have the links for you in the show notes to find recipes that I noted. And I hope this helps you plan for a special Christmas dinner and allows you to actually be present with your guests and loved ones while you celebrate the holiday. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, 
head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.